0: Hi, this
1: is Robert Kiyosaki, and you're listening to Entrepreneur Circle,
0: Eric Cabral. On this episode. Even in the real estate and lending world, sometimes realtors and lenders, they just work with each other, and they don't go out and work with other lenders or realtors. And what we're doing is showing everybody that comes in our office, you can work with lender one, two, three, and 4 and you lenders can work with agents seven, eight, nine, ten, 10 and nobody's going to get mad at each other. Everyone's going to be happy. Everybody's mm-hmm. going to work with everybody and this actually is changing the culture because now people are even getting more business because people are referring left and right and here and there and the money's going up and mm-hmm. their happiness is going up. The love is going up because now people are connecting with each other instead of walking in an office and they're kind of like, oh, that's my realtor. Most real estate businesses, they look at two
2: factors and it's money and performance. Without that, they just feel like their business isn't going to thrive. So like Mike said, happiness and love will create money and performance.
1: Hey there, folks, and welcome to the Entrepreneur's Circle, where we built a community that shares lessons learned throughout our journeys, celebrate wins, our eureka moments, and embrace the F word, meaning failure, which I've come to realize that failure is success in progress. I'm Eric Cabral, your host, a husband, a father of two brilliant girls, and I've been called a heart-centered entrepreneur by my peers and mentors. My mission in life is to make the world a better place one mic at a time. So I'm happy and humble to have you join in on that mission. And I hope that by the end of the show, we would have added value in your life. So if you're ready to jump into the circle, let's get to it. Hey. I'm so glad you're here because I don't often get the opportunity to share with you exactly what I do and what we do here at On Air Brands. So we help the folks in our community and our clients to launch a podcast and then produce them on a weekly basis. We also help to promote each episode with close to a dozen social media posts that consist of quote cards, sound bites, and video clips. And then we post them for you on your socials automagically. So if you're a business owner with a ton on your plate, and a podcast just seems super overwhelming, I get it. We don't need one more thing to worry about. So let me and my team at On Air Brands do the heavy lifting each week so that you can focus on what you do best, which is to build your business, have more time to pour into your family and your community, or just plain chill and recharge. So feel free to email me at eric at On Air Brands so that we can book time together to chat about how we can align with your mission and how you can align with ours, which is to make the world better one mic at a time. Now back to the show. Welcome back, folks, to another episode of The Entrepreneur Circle. I'm your most happy and humbled host, as usual, Eric Cabral. And I have a treat for you, treat for me, uh, because I'm interviewing two amazing uh, people here on the show that's gonna share and just offer a ton of value in your life and your business and inspire you, and I'm sure it's gonna inspire me as well, Uh, Just because I turned the cameras on before we hit record, and I already felt the energy from these two, Uh, but I just want to welcome Eli and Mike to the show. Welcome to the show, guys! Thank you, thank you. So honored, super honored, love it. (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. I'm looking forward to this, and I know that the audience will as well as they hear and we unravel the story. So, uh, Eli Delgado is a co-owner of uh, Mortgage Guys, and Mike Viscara is a realtor of an Ambiance of ambiance Realty. And to what they, I mean, really, truly, if you look them up and you look up Eli Delgado and Mike Viscata, uh, they're real estate guys, they're lenders, they're public figures. And when I see your brand, uh, not only do I see that, but I also see like, clearly, you guys have style. You guys have cars. You guys have a brand that you're putting out there. As I mentioned uh, before I turn the can the the the, the hit the record button, yes, I yes. appreciate Brand. Like you guys are consistent. You're, you're you're dressed to the nines. For those of you who are listening in your Teslas, um, <laughs> right? You yeah. are wit- You're not witnessing the style. These guys <laughs> have amazing suits on, and your hair and everything is just a, a, a perfecto. I love it. So. Hey. Yeah, we're trying to be like you. We're trying to ah, be like- <laughs> No, you made me feel self conscious. like, I should go get my blazer because typically I will wear my
0: blazer when I'm out in public. Love. Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, no, I appreciate you guys love and what it. you're putting out you. there.
0: Thank you so much.
1: So let's talk with that. You know what? Let's start with that. Yes. I'm going I'm to mix it up here a little bit. Love it. Got it. We love being mixed up. <laughs> so, Brant, yes. I'm, I'm going to start with Eli here. Yes. Have you always been aware of your hair and your style and your handkerchief? Like, was that always a thing or was this something that you developed over time?
2: You know, that's a really good question because to be honest, no. Uh, I actually developed that through meeting and connecting with Mike. He's right. very—he's a very big, he's very big on fashion and being extra. Uh, mm-hmm. I initially grew up in a totally different lifestyle of being quiet and solitude I used to I used to be the guy that would listen to the melancholy music on the radio and be like, just let it be rainy today. I just want to be alone and nobody look <laughs> at me. I would never sing loud. I'll just be quiet wearing an average brown plain suit, brown shoes from freaking anywhere, and and I'll be on with my life right, that way. Right, right. But I met this guy and it's like, all right, let's throw these accents in it and put into this <laughs> handkerchief. And why don't you just bleach your hair and I mean
0: look totally redo yourself and and, anyway. and more so I like let him be himself you know what I mean he was always like oh like what do you think about me dyeing my hair and I'm like hey like that's you like if you want to do it like you shouldn't have to ask me like you be you and and when you're yourself that's when like all that magic happens right yeah and so you know he kind of threw in his little touch about his hair you know the suits we kind of like mixed into yeah as well a little bit but so. but
2: it is my style though I mean he helps out mm-hmm. help, like you know with me mm-hmm. being more exposed and comfortable with myself but It is me. It's not a definition of Mike. It's my own personal brand of myself.
1: That's great. Yeah, I I was just curious um, because for for two people to find each other and to both have like a high level of style and brand, uh, I needed to figure out like where. I'm glad. Thank you for telling me the origin of it (laughs) and like where it started to grow. Uh, But uh, speaking of growth, I just want to highlight to everyone out there who's listening. You know these these guys are real. Like they. They have ridiculous success, especially of late. You know, creating over a, six figures uh, a month in revenue. Uh, you guys are crushing it. So I just wanted to highlight that. People who are listening, were like, okay, why are we talking about style and hair right now? But no, these <laughs> yeah, guys are—they're exactly. real estate guys. They—they they know uh, a, a thing or two about how to create wealth. So let's 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 sort of begin there. And and Mike, I'll start with you. Okay. Um, no. What was sort of a. A, a pivotal moment in your life, you know, what we call on the show here, um,
0: you know, the the
1: aha or the eureka moment for you. Yes,
0: that eureka moment. OK, so like I have this and I'll never forget that um, I was um, put onto a uh, I guess it's a documentary. And um, I don't know if any of you guys have seen it out there or maybe you have seen it, Eric, um, The Secret. Um, I don't know if you've seen this, so of course. it's um, it's a documentary and it just, you know, I really sat there one day and I just paid attention to it. And I was like, you know, I'm not going to judge this film. I'm really just going to let it like, you know, see how it works for me. And it really just blew my mind. And it just really taught me that, you know, whatever you think you could you know, you can really turn it into what you want it, your life to be, you know? And that movie really just changed my life. And I just started thinking, like, you know, whatever I want, I can have. And the craziest thing started happening to me. Like I literally watched that movie. And somebody in that movie was like, you know, I would go to the mail and I would only get bills. And then one day I started thinking about checks. And I, and I'm, you know, I got checks one day. And I literally told Eli, I was so into this film that I was like, you know, Eli, like I'm I'm really gonna test this film out. I know I sound crazy. Like Eli was even a little skeptical about it. He's like, okay, like, you know, and I said, I'm going to literally just think that we're going to get checks in the mail. You know, this was about, you know, maybe 11 years ago, we didn't have a lot of funds in our bank account. Every time I did go to the mail, there was, you know, basically bills in the mail. So one day I was like, I'm trying this, Eli. I went every single day for a week and a half to the mailbox, thinking in my head, there's going to be a check for me. Um, A week and a half later, Eli drove me to the mailbox. And I kid you not, 13 checks from Chase Bank, and literally each one was $650 to over a $1,000. And literally every single check said Chase Bank made a mistake over 10 years ago, and they're paying back their clients. And I was so (laughs) shook. I ran in the car. It was pretty shocking. I was like, oh, my God, like, it's real. Like, whatever you put in your mind and believe and really believe it, it can happen. So from that moment on, I just started thinking, well, I want to be a businessman. I want to be, you know, walking in Beverly Hills, like, uh, um, you know, working in some of the best cities in the world. I want to help people from the Inland Empire to Beverly Hills, to Orange County, to, you know, (laughs) all over California. And I knew I can do this if I just put my mind to it. And ever since that aha moment, that Eureka moment, I have not stopped and I have just kept going. And it's just so freaky, the things that happen when you really believe in it. Yeah. And it may sound a little crazy, but it it really works. <laughs> N-
1: no, I I I'm I'm a huge proponent of of manifestation and visualization. Yeah. And right. I was literally just talking to my wife about it this morning, um, a, a couple hours ago about you know, want creates more want. Yeah. And and what you have to do is have gratitude and appreciation and even visualization of the things that you feel you deserve or the things that you feel you are. Like don't be who you are today if you're miserable and you're depressed, blah, blah, blah. Like right. think of who you are three, four, five years from now, that happy person that's rich and abundant. And like, if you manifest and embody that now in the moment, that will become the truth. So that's
0: what I'm right. I'm with you. I'm with oh you, Mike. God. all the way. And I'm not kidding. I, I'm i pretty sure this is exactly mine and Eli's conversation this morning about the future. And he even was like, wow, you really are futuristic, Mike." And I was like, thank you. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like, you know, like we were really uh, are manifesting our next three months. You know what I mean? And he said that. So like we actually had that conversation too. I'm literally getting red, sorry. But like because we it's like, oh my gosh, we had that conversation as well. Yeah, a, that's crazy. We're probably having it at the same time. Which right, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I mean, I believe in that
1: stuff, it's it's bizarre. I mean, I truly believe in I, I, We're gonna lose some of the audience here and that's okay, but my, my audience, they, they, they <laughs> know what I'm about. But like, right. I can literally think of someone and they'll call me. I like that. People, people push that off as like coincidence. Exactly. And, and it's like, no, there's something there. Like people will yeah. believe in the fact that like, oh, I can text someone on this. It'll shoot up into the space. And yeah. then come back down and hit somebody on the other side of the planet and they'll get right. my message within mic- microseconds. Exactly. Why couldn't we believe that our
0: minds can do that? Right. Oh my God, so yeah, exactly. true. And for some of the people that are still here and we haven't left you, like this does connect to business too. Because yes. literally like, you know, you have to manifest, but you have to put in the work as well. So it goes to business because you have to work. And so when I started believing that, you know, I can be a businessman, I can help people, you know, I can team up with my partner and it won't be, you know, the corporate America don't work with your partner. I knew I can do it, even though I believed all that I had to put in the work and immediately uh, we actually started waking up at 4am compared to waking up at 7am. And so we like changed our whole lives because we believed we were those people, Mm -hmm. but those people Obviously, have wealth and, and and connections, and they're able to help people because they put in the work. So yes, you have to believe, but you also have to put in that work, and some of that work can be very hard. It's not easy getting up at four a.m. You know what I mean? It's not easy doing those extra steps. We're actually parents as well, and you know we have kids. It's so much that we have to do. So believing, but also putting in the work. You know what I mean? So. Hundred percent. Thank you for pointing, pointing that, that out. Next. So true. Yeah,
1: yeah, I appreciate that
0: because a lot of people think they can. Um,
1: you know, and you can have faith, you know, you can believe in God or the universe or whatever you know you believe in. Um, and oftentimes people will sit idly by and think that everything will come their way. And maybe th- things do come their way. Right. But if you want it on a consistent basis and you want to grow and you want to expand your knowledge and and, and do all these things that are bigger, yeah, you, know, you have to like you said. <laughs> To put the work in. You yeah. have to put the work in. It won't exactly. just show up at your doorstep every day so every you, day. Yeah, so you yeah. put the work in. So, right. so Eli, let's share if you have a eureka moment in your life. Um, you know, curious to hear the audience curious. To hear.
2: So, so for me, honestly, it's 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 when I lost my business. Um, I used to back in the two thousand eight market. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been in mortgages for almost going on twenty two years now. So to me, it it was when you have such a thrill ride of you're making all this money. Everybody's following you. People are just like, wow, like, how did you get the success? And then reality hits where nobody knew it was coming and bam, now you're broke. You're losing everything. I got a divorce. I still have children. I mean, all these bad things happen. And this is obviously, you know, pre Mike before I met him. Mm -hmm. And I was like, God, like my people are leaving the company. I had about probably about a hundred people working for me. I lost almost everybody. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: And I just went from hundred to zero backward new instead of zero to hundred, hundred we went from a hundred to zero very wow. quickly and i needed to find a way to change my life and i didn't know how to do it and i think the biggest challenge i had was i wasn't in a very good relationship at the moment uh, me and my ex were fighting a lot we weren't very too happy together and i think the the eureka moment for me was to change my whole lifestyle around so what i started doing is because i was slightly overweight i wasn't very happy with my health i wasn't happy with my business So I went into this rampant stage of deciding to heavily work out on myself, start reading books, mentally focus on my future outcome of what I'm going to do to change my life. So I started concentrating a lot more on my family, started looking, not necessarily looking for a relationship, but started just being more open-minded to who I was as a person, which my moment was, all right, Eli, you're going to be this heterosexual person that you were before and turning into this Eli brand who I am now, being with this man, Mike, and being in a totally, you new, know, I went from this 360 moment from being what people wanted me to be to what I am now. And now people love it and, and they thrive in the fact of me being who I am. And that moment was 100% totally different from what I was before. So now I'm healthier. I take care of my people. Uh, my business is successful. I just had spent a lot of time and focused myself on changing everything. So my moment was from being this faky line. To becoming the real Eli who I am now, of no longer being this closeted guy who can't who couldn't really be himself, because I was stuck in this traditional mindset of, you know, I grew up Catholic, in this traditional mindset of you can only be this version, you can't be this other version because it's just it doesn't look right. Mm-hmm. So I decided mm-hmm. to just say, forget it. I got to live happily. I want to live this great life. I want to leave a legacy for my for my kids. And bam, I decided to make a change. And that was the moment that I said, all right, I'm just going to work harder. I'm going to work in my lending business twice as hard, 10 times it, and then go at it uh, full force. And it became this empire that me and
0: Mike have now. And so being able to be yourself, is that like your recall moment? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. I
2: mean, It's kind of like coming out of the closet times 10.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was like, it was connected to everything, right? Your business.
2: It was connected to everything because uh, I couldn't really be me. It went, you mm-hmm. know, when you're not yourself, mm-hmm. you're not yourself in everything. Mm-hmm. not just your you know mm-hmm. yourself as a person with you know mm-hmm. a human being but also yourself in business yourself in health yourself in and how you spend your money right I, now I'm right. not as foolish as I used to be yeah. and maybe it's wisdom maybe I grew up into it but I think we all get wiser with change you know that was a change that was my eureka moment that changed everything for me
1: yeah let's let's dive into this since since you brought it up and um you know I'm I'm curious like when those moments occurred and you started to gain clarity on who you truly were. Um, can, you, can you kind of bring us to a version um, of Eli that wasn't p- potentially happy because you were living a version of yourself that wasn't true to the transition and then eventually now finding happiness and joy by embracing who you truly were? And how did you even discover that?
2: You know, that, that's a very good question. So to be very honest, um, you know, Back in the 90s, even in 2000, it's not very easy to have been an openly gay person. And, and obviously in today's time, you can look around the corner and there's somebody there. It's It's a, such a different vibe now,
0: mm-hmm. but
2: back then it wasn't. So being who I was then was what everybody wanted. So instead of living my dreams, I was living the dream of my parents, living the dream of my siblings, my cousins, my uncles, my aunts, my grandparents, everybody else that looks from the other side. They wanted to see the successful guy, Eli, they didn't, obviously they would feed you. You know, the, the traditional parents, I mean, we come from an Hispanic background, just eat and you'll be happy. <laughs> so we just <laughs> ate and we were happy and eat your whole plate or it goes to yeah. place and people not eating, you know, the whole philosophy about eating. And it became this kind of poison in me that was supposed to be the normal. You know, uh-huh. the normal poison of hey, just be happy and right. just do whatever everybody else in the normal world wants you to be. Yeah. yeah. So it it just ended up being my vice at the moment. You know, I uh-huh. felt like I was doing well. I was working hard still. It never changed my aspect of hard working, but I wasn't working for some future. I was working for that now. Yeah, I was making a lot of money for that now. Uh-huh. I was spent foolishly. I wouldn't do anything grand with it. And it just made everybody else happy. And then it just never gave, nobody ever cared. You know, at the end, the result of that is I lived their life. No one cared. Yeah. You ever seen that you've done, it's kind of like, I'll give you a good example. I, I went to college. I got my, um, my associate's degree and I told my parents, Hey, you guys want to show up to my graduation? They're like, Oh, um, we're going to stay home today. I'm like, what? Like, this is my graduation for college that you guys have been all wanting me to finish. And it became this, Oh, okay. Um, Well, we're going to stay home. I mean, I forced them to go, but. That mindset tells you that no matter how hard you work and accomplish things, nobody really truly cares. All nobody right. really does because they're, the way they look at you is the way they're always going to look at you until you make a big impact and change people's mindset on who you really are. And ever since then, nobody sees me and Mike the same. Back mm. eight years ago, 10 years ago, we were in a totally different place. We were having such a broke mindset and, and it was just it was just vastly different. Me and Mike did it together. We came out together. He also lived that straight lifestyle. So we came out at the same time and blew everybody's mind away and said, oh my God, who are these guys? All of a sudden, they're on the radar. You know, and it really, it really was impactful. It it just, I needed to get out of that area and and, and it seemed to have worked.
1: Yeah, this is, this is so powerful. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I love that. The the broke mindset, Um, you know, I liken it to limiting beliefs you know, uh, you know, your network is your net worth, like surrounding yourself with the wrong okay. people, people who are holding you down, the crabs in the bucket, you know, mm-hmm. like, because they're projecting all their issues on you. They're projecting their success, the successes they lack in right. life. And like, yeah. do that yeah. for me because I couldn't do it. And the funny and ironic thing is, if and when you do that, then they're mad at you for it. Exactly. Right? right? They're right. jealous. So those are the people like, so, Talk about that. Like, how did you separate from the people that were holding you down? I mean, especially family. That's difficult. It, it is so hard. And,
2: and Mike can attest to this as well. Um, it, the most hardest part is detaching family when you're so used to being around them. So it would look bad. You know, imagine you're invited to a birthday party, right? I mean, that happens a lot in in, in a lot of families, right? Oh, come to this birthday party or come to this hangout or come to this whatever it is, and you decide, Oh, well, you know, I, I can't make it today because I got to go work or I got to mm-hmm. do something. You start realizing who's really there for you because all they want to do is see you get drunk or see you make a fool of yourself or see you not give a, you know, about whatever you're doing. And then later on, when you are, like you said, when you are succeeding, they'll be like, well, I told you not to do it. Or if a mistake happens, haha, I told you. Or if you do something successful, like you said, it's kind of like, I want to step on you now, because you're not really somebody there for me anymore, because you're not showing them at my my parties. Because the whole time you're there, if you really think about where you're doing that parties with family, everybody's just talking about everybody. It's not really, hey, let's build something together. It's who do we who can we talk, you know, something bad about.
0: And I think also just kind of like, realizing, you know, and and maybe we're not there yet, but we are definitely striving for it. But being part of the 1% of the world that. Is truly making a difference, who's truly helping people that's truly what we do, mm-hmm. and that's why we go we get up at 4 a.m. and go to sleep at 10 or 11 sometimes at night, just because we're just every minute of our day trying to help ourselves, trying to help others. And when you do that, good things happen to you, and you upgrade your life. You know, now we're wearing suits, now we're driving. Um, you know, what I always like to tell our audience is that you know, we went from Coins to cars. And, and that's a true fact. I mean, when me and Eli met, I mean, we have two children. I mean, there was times where we had to sit in our room and literally look at each other and say, Hey, we don't really have any money tonight for dinner. What are we going to do? Right. Hey, let's go in all the drawers, collect all the coins and go to Stater Brothers, Ralph's, Albertsons, wherever you're at, put them in the coin machine. The coin star. I mean, getting that little piece of paper that said $129. I mean, we would walk out of there crying. Uh, excuse me. And from coins to cars, um, fast forward to today. Now we do have, you know, maybe we have a couple of Teslas and a Ferrari, uh, um, being very blessed to have that. But it takes so much work to get there. It's taken us 11 years and we still have just begun. But the thing is, now people do see us with all these things. And a lot of people close to you, they'll start saying, oh, like, who do you think you are? Or, you know, take a break or you work too hard. And, you know, what we realized is not everybody is going to have that 1% mindset. They're just not. And when we sat there and talked about, Hey, if they don't have the mindset to be a 1% or that is okay, but we have to be able to understand them as well. And if they're thinking like this, it's just because they're not used to us in the world we're in now, because they're used to us 20 for me. I'm, you know, it's 30 years of people remembering me as maybe, you know, not living such a, Uh, maybe a a more upscale life, you know? Um, But that upscale life comes with, like I said, helping people, working really hard, getting up at 4 a.m. And and so if they're not going to understand that, then, you know, hopefully they see it in time. And if they don't, you know, we just realize, you know, it just, we cannot let that subject affect us. You know what I mean? and,
2: And You know, to add to Mike, you know, do we really choose to wear suits? Do we choose to have a Ferrari? Do we choose to be so extra- it's part of marketing. It's part of like building a brand. Uh, you know, we learned a lot in the, a lot of the masterminds we've gone to, and it's about. I mean, it is who we are. It Definitely, but is does it? Are. But do we really need mm-hmm. the Ferrari, right? Do we really need to expose so mm-hmm. much of our of of right. all this that's going on mm-hmm. that you see here,
0: right? Yeah. This character. We have like, a team, and so you know, with our team, we're like, hey, take the Ferrari on a ride. Go, you know, enjoy yourself. You're working really hard. You know, we're not having to sit there like, oh, it's a. It's a prize possession. No, we're like, hey, use it. It's a piece of metal. Like, it's it's beautiful, of course, but to us, it's a piece of metal. Enjoy, we're a family, we work together. Let's all, you know, let's all use it together. We're, you know we're, like, we're like totally reinventing the whole uh,
2: aspect of how you work with people, the culture, because when people come to our office or all our meetings or events, it's that we embrace everybody for who they mm-hmm. are, um, no matter what color, no matter what, you know, what memberships you're in, how hard you work or not. The fact is, we all want to scale up Mm -hmm. to something, Mm -hmm. and that's what we're driven to do. You know, even our events called driven, but we're just driven to get to the next level because we all deserve it. If you're part of our circle, then you deserve everything, the best effort, the best Mm -hmm. work you can get, and and, and all the energy from us. You know, we we envy that,
0: and we love like you know, obviously we love dressing up, um, but also at the same time, you know, being in real estate and loans. We are assisting people with hundreds of thousands of dollars you know I've mm-hmm. been to so many uh, open houses or maybe you know people showing homes and their realtors are literally in pajamas and that was one thing I know and that yeah, was like we've seen it it's you crazy. know one thing in my head I'm like like my goodness you know you're representing individuals who this is gonna be one of their biggest moves in their life. And you're showing up to them in a pair of pajamas. And then their clients are looking at me because I showed up in a suit. And when I wear this suit or Eli, you know, we really do it to represent the people that we're working with as well. Whether it's a $100,000 loan or $5 million loan, you know, we should be representing you at the highest level that we can. And if that means getting up a little bit early to get ready and it takes a little bit longer then fine, we're going to do that. You know, we really no, exactly. care. We have morals. We we love people. And so everything we do is for people. In the end, we love the Ferrari. But in reality, we did it for our people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if, if that makes any sense. So we just, just kind of yeah. block out those haters. <laughs> we block out yeah. even if it's family or and, friends, and luckily, no matter who it is. We're
2: like, and, hey. And luckily, we we haven't really ran into too many haters. Uh, uh, so we're somewhat, so somewhat blessed still. We've had maybe a rare amount here and there. I think we have haters,
0: but we block it so fast. Like, it's not even in our minds. Like, maybe I can't count right now because I just, it's like a millisecond and it's gone. We don't even look at it. I've
1: learned, I've learned that uh, having haters is also a blessing because it's a right. sign that you're doing something right. Yeah. yeah. Because statistically for every one hater, there's a hundred people who love you. Oh my God, uh, I love so, it. So yeah, it. if you identify that and say, man, okay, we're doing it right because there's a ton of people that appreciate and love what we do. Have you ever felt like a lone wolf in life? Unable to engage in chats around the barbecue since you're doing things that aren't the norm? Enter GoBundance, a place for driven entrepreneurs, CEOs, or investors who want to experience world-class adventure, bucket list trips, high-minded conversations, authentic relationships, and an environment to learn and grow with like-minded individuals, where you're able to share in all of your successes, your struggles, ambitions, and even your failures without being judged. It's the best place for men and women to come together to live epic lives and to grab life big. If you want to learn more about GoBundance, go to goabundance.com and apply to be in the tribe, and I hope to see you at the next virtual or live event. So you guys, you guys, can, oh, there was a lot there. So I'm gonna try to, um, I'm, I'm gonna try to summarize a little bit of what, what I, <laughs> what I heard and um, what you shared there. I love that saying that we went from coins to cars, and and what I want to connect that to for for those who are listening is that um, you have to celebrate the micro wins. You have to celebrate the wins in order to appreciate like every day that you're doing and 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 you're creating and you're on a mission to help and serve others. But then also the micro wins help you with your confidence. So there's a lot of people out there and we're talking about the haters or Mm -hmm. or people in your family. like There are issues that they are having, which to me stems from lack of confidence. Uh, you know they 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 fear your success because what does it do? It shine, It puts a mirror in front of them that says, "What are you doing with your life? Right. What are you doing to help people? <laughs> what are you doing to help your family?" So they're right. like, "Stop working so hard because you're making me feel like crap." I, right. well, I'm <laughs> not waking up that early, so right. like that's 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 you. That's like that. I, my my thing is, and and I do allow a couple of s bombs here. Um, uh, that's your shit, not mine, yeah. right? That is your shit, not mine. Um, and then that is the thing I, same thing with you guys, like, um, family is a huge thing, right? And food and culture around that. Mm -hmm. And, 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 and being a part of that tradition, it's hard to break from it. Like my, you know, so my, my, I was born and raised here in the States. Um, but my family's from the Philippines. So when I married a non-Filipino, I, you know, it was like, you, what do you mean? You don't like lumpia. What do you mean? You don't like <laughs> a los, los con What do you mean? You don't want to eat this. I'm like, no, that's not good for me, mom. It's super greasy. There's no vegetables <laughs> and whatever vegetables you boiled it down to nothing. It's just broth, you know, at this point. So like, I understand and, and, and relate to you. Um, and right. that Like. To break from that and to find a new tribe of people that love and support you for what you're trying to do next versus like someone saying, hey, you're trying to do what next? No, right. you're making me feel bad about myself. So <laughs> I want to get into culture though. So there's the culture of family, but then there's also the culture what it sounds like you guys are building and have built within the company. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about how you're creating a culture of love and respect and honor and um bringing them to the next level, right? So, cause like once we climb the ladder, we're raising up and looking for the hand up to the masterminds and to the people that are doing what we want to do, but then also putting a hand down to help people within your company. So talk Absolutely. a little bit about the culture. Maybe there. I can
0: start this one. Yeah. So we actually I, just um, left an event and it was, um, you know, we had Ed my my Ed let there and it, it was so amazing um, because we've been doing things and then hearing him say it we've already been doing what he said. So it's so amazing. So one thing, you know, in regards to the company and changing the company, you know, within, um, through ourselves is truly um, happiness and love. So we've just, when it comes to our partners, I don't even call them employees. I call them partners because I would never call them my employee, you know? Even our front desk partner, I call her my partner. Um, Whatever it may be that we can do to show these people that we work with, our partners love, happiness, we do it. I mean, Mm -hmm. the littlest things that you can think of from if a chair, if they're not comfortable in a chair, if I can help out, I'm going to be there. I know it sounds so little, but the littlest things that I can do to show somebody, Hey, I'm in the office today, you know, and I care and I love, and I want to show you that I do. And let me, you know, I don't care if I'm in a suit, I'm going to be down there checking to see if that chair works or, you know, let's Mm -hmm. see if we have a solution always working directly with them and showing them love and happiness is one of my main things I can give to the company within. And it it really has been, you know, brightening others up from real estate to lenders. Um, mm-hmm. And you can do this in any any company. But even in the real estate and lending world, sometimes realtors and lenders, they just work with each other. And they don't like kind of go out and work with other lenders or realtors. And um, what we're doing is showing everybody that comes in our office, you can work with lender one, two, three, and four. And you, you lenders can work with agents, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten, 10, and nobody's going to get mad at each other. Everyone's going to be happy. Everybody's mm-hmm. going to work with everybody. And this actually is changing the culture because now people are even getting more business because people are referring left and right and here and there, and the money's going up and mm-hmm. their happiness is going up. The love is going up because now people are connecting with each other. Instead of walking in an office and they're kind of like, oh, that's my realtor. Or like I said, this can be any business. Sometimes in businesses, you kind of just stay with your little clique. It's a different world. It's 2022. We all just went through this crazy time. Can we just be a little bit open and show a little bit of love and happiness? And I think with that, you know, it's really been showing in our office. And it's been amazing. And and you know what what I also have seen and
2: witnessed in all these 20 plus years of working in the real estate industry is, most in, most real estate businesses, they look at two factors and it's money and performance. Mm-hmm. Without that, they, they just feel like their business isn't going to thrive. Mm-hmm. So like Mike said, happiness and love will create money and performance. So it mm-hmm. should be the opposite, not, hey, are you performing for me? Are you closing enough deals? Mm-hmm. Are you closing on time? Mm-hmm. Are you making enough money for the company? So that's a lack of providing happiness and love because you're looking at people as numbers. You're looking at people as mm-hmm. unemotional. Like you're, you're feeding your need not the need they have. So like Mike said, we're partners in everything. So instead of money and performance, you look at happiness and love. You you spread that word. That's the culture we bring up in our office. That's the culture Mm -hmm. we'll bring up to any business, anything that we're going to start doing in the future. And that will Mm -hmm. bring that performance and money because wouldn't you perform better if somebody loved you? Wouldn't you work harder if somebody showed you happiness, the way to go, the way to learn instead of like, hey, where's my money? So that is the problem that we see in the industry, and that's not the culture that we would brand ourselves with. That's mm-hmm. why if you ever notice our logo, Eli and it's so mm-hmm. colorful, it's it's jumpy, it's cloudy, because it's just who we are. We want yeah. to show everybody that we're all types of colors. We're all different in every way. But if you are consumed by the happiness, by the love that you have inside and other people are feeding into that, it, it gets you it gets you further in. And
0: life. it truly could be like any industry. Like I said, um, we're in real estate and lending, and for our office, just to keep people that come in energized. I mean, I have, and you, you know, it could be anything, but I have it stocked with like energy drinks. I have energy like bars. I have snacks. And these are so like the littlest things you guys, our audience is probably like, Oh, so I'm watching a podcast about snacks, but that's not what I'm trying to. That's not what I'm trying to show you. What I'm trying to show you is these little things make our office, you know, partners so happy that, you know, they opened a deal that day, you know, and it was like, okay, you know, just because we spread a little bit of love that happened. And so, you know, you walk into a state farm or insurance company or something, you know, you imagine their kitchen, maybe they might not have even water bottles for their, you know, partners and, or maybe they call them employees, but this is what I mean. Mm -hmm. How hard is that agent going to work that day compared to you walking in my office and, you know, I did everything in my power to try to make, you know, that person happy or show love. Because I know, obviously, if they're working for us, they, you know, there's some sort of happiness there. You know, let's let's make that go higher. You exactly. know what I mean? Yeah. So that that's what I, where I think we change the company culture. Right? Yeah, that's 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 it's great. Uh, thanks for sharing the the
1: mindset, which is where I want to sort of focus on, um, because you can create a, a a culture of love and happiness and support. Um, but if you're not feeling that yourself, it's going to be kind of hard to sustain that. So, starting, you know, with Mike, um, what do you do on a daily? You know, like one or two things to maintain that happiness. I mean, we're all human. We know we're going to have bad days, but but how do you stay consistent with with, with being
0: happy? Yes, of course. So one definitely would be um, because I'm very high energy. Um, one would definitely be, um, and probably anybody who even has low energy is to do your daily workouts. So you know. Um, for me, it is seven days a week, even if it's stretching or doing a run or whatever it may be. But that just truly, you know, because it just really helps my energy just, you know, stay in right in the middle. And then number two, sometimes I, tr- I, I literally, you know, like you said, everybody has those days. You know, I have those days, so many days throughout the year. He has those days. And, um, you know, so one thing that will stop me right in my tracks is just throw on an audible as if that's how you say it. Audible. audible. <laughs> and I, always, I can never say that. right. I have like 50 books that literally say, you know, I'm um, completed and, you know, just throwing on anything that can inspire you. Um, it literally just snaps me out of any type of mood I'm in. I mean, it could be a family, death, it can be anything. You just put it on, you sit there and you just, there's something that's going to come out of it. You calm yourself and you're like, okay, time to go out there and help more people and also help yourself because if you can't help yourself, you can't help others. So, so those are like my two. Yeah. yeah. What about it, you, working pod, You know, the, the audible. <laughs> you
1: know, that's, great. that's great advice. Uh,
2: for me, um, I think my, my, whenever I'm down, my biggest thing is forgiveness. It's It's weird, but I would be the first one to say, sorry, even if it was your mistake. Mm -hmm, Oh, I'm sorry. Maybe I didn't train you well. (laughs) I'm sorry. Maybe it was my mistake. And it's not with sarcasm. It's with truth and honesty. So, and even if there was a fight with me and Mike or a fight with uh, something that wasn't supposed to happen or it did happen for a purpose, my way of getting around my down is just to forgive myself for whatever I may have made a mistake on. So if I didn't close my transaction on time, if I didn't make breakfast correctly, if I got into an argument with Mike. If I, if I, whatever the, my, maybe I didn't walk the dogs. Maybe I, I, the eggs were running, you know, it doesn't matter. Right. But at the end I have, I forgive myself for everything. So it's my, that's my biggest way of clearing the space that's is cool. I just forgive. I am i don't know if I know anybody that can forgive, forgive everything as fast as I am. Maybe Mike even like, how do you just like that? Like mm-hmm. it's gone. Like, you can I'm like if, we need to talk about this. We need to talk about it. Like for him, he can go at it a hundred percent. And then no, no light, like within five seconds. Okay, I'm good. A hundred percent good. Like nothing ever happened, which it can take another human being a couple of hours, maybe 30 minutes, maybe mm-hmm. who knows how long to kind of get over the situation. Right. So for me, number one fact is forgiveness is like, I'm instant on it. If anybody knows me out there, a lot of people that know me, they know that Eli never holds anything inside. It's just like, okay, I'm good. All right, let's go forward. So that that is really my biggest thing, and when it comes down to what gets me going in the in the day, is really truly just knowing that I want to see my family at the end of the day. I have this feeling that I'm going to work hard and give it all I got, but I want to go home and see my family. I want to see Mike outside the work office because being I don't know if you work with your wife together in the business setting, uh, but me and Mike do it every single day. So it is tough. It is challenging. Sometimes knowing what to talk about mm-hmm. that isn't business related is very, very difficult <laughs> Right. because we're talking about escrows when you're in bed. You're talking right. about escrows when you're having yeah. dinner. I'm like, wait a minute, Yeah. Uh, uh, let's talk about us. Mm-hmm. And then you realize like, okay, we're losing ourselves in work so much. We can't even come up with something to talk about. That's separate from work. So having that moment away from work and coming home and separating that work mindset to being a family, that's my biggest blessing. I, I, I love every minute of that. Mm-hmm.
1: That's huge, yeah. I love that. I love the forgiveness aspect
0: Man,
1: um, and forgiving your, you know, first forgiving others. Like you said, I'm the same as you. Um, I'll take ownership right away. I'll take accountability, even if it's not me, but I'll figure it out. And then <laughs> um, giving yourself grace. Like sometimes we're so hard on ourselves, especially as entrepreneurs that are chasing that dream, like don't take a day off. It's like give yourself space and give yourself grace too. Just like I'm human, man, I'm gonna mess up sometimes, you know. So that's that's powerful. Thanks for sharing that. I'm getting chills just even thinking about it. Like that was a, that was a game changer for me. Um, so we're gonna get to the part, um, and, and we're gonna wind down and land this bird. Um, I I, I want to ask the part in the segment of the show where we embrace the F word, meaning failure. <laughs> so starting starting with you, Eli. Um, if you have, and if you don't, you could always pass pass the mic to Mike. Um, a failure that you learned a lesson from that you can share with the, the community.
2: I, I think the biggest failure is when I caught myself not being a great parent, because um, during the divorce period, during that, era, I call it this little era, a uh, couple years back before I was meeting, before I met Mike, maybe within two years before Mike, um, I was a really bad dad. Um, I would, uh, I wasn't really there for them. and And I felt bad because I even saw it in my kids' eyes. Um, I was going through that area in my mind where, am I this or am I that? So when you go, when I was going through this transition, trying to find who I was at 30, I'm, I'm 43, 43, 43. I don't even yes. know how old I am because people think I'm really young. So let's just say, you know, somewhere between. So 11 years ago, that was like 30, 30 to 31 years old. I was going through this era in my mind where I don't know what I was doing yet. I was like, where am I? Am I, is this right? Is this the Catholic version of Eli? Is it? Who cares about that? Who does care? Like I was just lost. So in that transitional phase, I wasn't really paying too much attention to everybody else around me, including my kids, which is probably also part of why the divorce was so difficult too, uh, because I was so distant from it. So my failure there was just not being present. I was away in my own mind. People could talk to me even sometimes, even to this day, sometimes I tune out. And then Mike's like, Hey, like I was just talking to you. Like I will tune out because of those experiences in the past, because I would tune out to try to think about something. I'm thinking about this new thing that I'm thinking about at, and I just get lost in it. And my son could be talking to me. My daughter could be talking to me and they'll walk away. And I never even knew that were there. And there will be like, and it was so depressing to know that later on, how I found out I felt so badly is because I would get calls from my daughter when she was seven or eight years old, saying, "Daddy, where are you?" Crying, like hysterically crying. Her mom on the line too. Look what you're doing to your family. It was very devastating. It was the, the hurt. It hurt me so much, and I changed it all. And the divorce was one of it. It was one of the ways because it wasn't really, really nice of her to put her on the line either. But to know that I hurt my daughter, uh, my son was still very young. But to know that I created that pain and that separation from them because I needed to find myself was the worst thing that ever happened to me. It was the worst fall I ever had, mm-hmm. you know, and, and now it's obviously better. And I recovered where we have a very good relationship with my daughter. She's 18. Now, my son's 15. We're very, very close. We hang out all the time. We she have been, full
0: custody. Yeah, we
2: have full been like that for the
0: last 10, what, 10 years. years. Yeah.
2: So we're, we're very, very great parents. Um, but you know, that was definitely very difficult. It was, it was a hard time.
1: Mm. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. That's uh, that's powerful. Um, but it was a necessary failure, if you wanted to call it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't yeah. say it qualifies as such, um, but it definitely was necessary for you to to find. First, you had like this. This goes al- along lines with, especially my community understands. Like, I'm always talking about uh, we have to pour into ourselves before we can pour into others. And if your cup is empty, like, how are you going to fill other people's cups? So I understand and 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 give you grace uh, and honor the fact that you had to, you had to work through that, you know, and you had to figure out yourself and happiness for yourself in order to give, uh, you know, unlimited love and, and, and pour into your kids. So, but yeah, as a parent, I, man, I, I, I definitely relate to the fact that not being present, like phones, all that stuff, like dinner time, like I'm, I'm very aware, whereas four or five years ago, not so much, man. I'd be very distracted like you. Got it. So mm-hmm. thanks for sharing that. Um, yeah, Mike, do you have
0: a uh, an F word you want to embrace? <laughs> Definitely. So my failure moment, I believe uh, at least, you know, me and Eli have been together for 11 years. So in this um, time frame, and keep in mind, me and Eli are a 12 year difference. So he almost had like a whole nother life before me. <laughs> um, I was yeah. still like 12. He was like 24. <laughs> No, so, you're
2: 12.
0: No. no, I said when I was like 12, he was like already <laughs> oh, in okay. his 21 kids. I was like, yes. you know.
2: Yeah, let's make sure there's like, no confusion. No,
0: no. Yeah, just so you guys know the age difference. But anyways, so the failure moment for me, you know, I believe is um, uh, if I could just say like a true failure moment, like for my personal self, where I really said I'm going to change is, um, you know, basically. When I was with Eli, you know, at one point in the beginning, you know, we, I was on unemployment. And the thing is, we owned a family restaurant in my family since I was like very little, maybe 10 to until I was 18 years old. And since I was 12 years old, I actually worked at this family restaurant, you know, as a server getting tips. So imagine a kid at 12 years old getting tips. You know, I always had money, at least for a 12 years old, you know. for one week of $400, that's a lot of money, you know, back in back then, you know, 20 years ago, whatever, I'm 32 now. Um, But it was a lot of money back then. And that for me, up until I was 18 years old, I always had a job, I always had money. Um, So, you know, basically, I, our restaurants shut down, I got a job at a Home Depot, whatever, it was another job, I always had work, right. And so, In my mind, I always thought there would always be work. Something devastating happened in my family. There was a death. I wasn't going to work and I actually got fired, but I got unemployment because of it being a wrongful and being fired or whatever. But being at unemployment and then meeting Eli, as I'm with Eli, I'm on unemployment. And that was our first year, like I told you, we went from coins to cars. I was on unemployment and it was like three or four times of us already getting coins, going to Stater Brothers or Albertsons, Ralphs, whatever putting those coins in, getting excited about the money. And one night I was just looking at that ticket and I was on unemployment and I'm just like, you know, um, we belong to truly be in Beverly Hills or in great cities and helping people and, you know, just doing what we're doing right now is not enough. So seeing, you know, that I was at a point where I was like at the bottom line failure for me because since i was 12 i always had work i always had money at this point now i didn't have money i didn't even have work it just really shot my mind to say you know what you're i kind of went into shock and i just was like you know what it's time to make a change and from you know that moment on you know me and eli sat down in the room that night and i'm like how can i make us more money if i can just start from here and i started going to dental school i was a dental assistant i was going to go to be a um a dentist. So I was already in my mindset, we're going to the top now. We will not stop. In that process, I found real estate where you can help people and make them feel good. Just like if you were at the dentist, when you walk in with a cavity, you leave out happy. With real estate, you know, you come in, you need a home. When you get your keys, you're happy. And so to me, I knew this industry was about happiness, but at the same time, I knew we can build, we can get better. We can become something where you don't have to go and put coins in a machine and, you know, get a ticket for the money. So from coins to cars, but that's where my failure was. When I saw that ticket, I was on unemployment and I was like, I'm done. Mm -hmm. And ever since then, I never have stopped. So. Wow. What a great story. I mean, there's so, so many people out there that
1: that becomes their life, you know, Mm -hmm. just waiting for someone to give them something with zero value or work or anything to, to earn that. And, you know, I just want to honor you guys for, for everything you've shared and, and the lessons that you've learned. And hopefully someone is going to find you outside of this show, uh, potentially as well to, you know, be bigger and better and understand that it's not about asking, asking, asking. It's about giving, giving, giving with return eventually showing up, um, if you're doing it right, right, and you're helping people like you guys are. So uh, what's a good way for people to reach out to you to find out more to potentially work with you? What's the best way to reach? So um, we we can
2: be found on Instagram at Eli and Mike, E-L-I-A-N-D-M-I-K-E. We're also we have our YouTube channel, we're working on that as well. We're not much on it yet, but we are working on it. Um, Also, we have an EliandMike.com website, which we're developing, shows a lot of the people we're working with. Um, So if anybody's looking for opportunities to grow in real estate or lending, they can definitely reach out to us and DM us. Um, That would probably be the fastest method. We are in a very, very well-growing business. So we're definitely looking to build and continue building. Anybody? And
0: TikTok, Eli and Mike. Everything, oh, yeah, Eli, yeah. And Mike. Well, everything actually,
2: Eli and Mike. Well, actually, TikTok is official. Eli and oh, Mike. Oh, okay. <laughs>
0: yeah, Official. <Eli>. So <laughs> okay. We get pretty good. E-sale. And we all we share both of our profiles on everything because our brand is just Eli and Mike. Yeah, and we I
2: really e-sale. brand ourselves, so we keep, we're almost inseparable at this point. <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's great. It's great. Eli and Mike. Uh, e L I and the word and. Yes. Mike. Uh, yeah. But then I also see you. And we're using here in Zoom the uh, the ampersand. Uh, what they call it. Oh them. yeah. Sorry right. about that. Yeah. No, that's that's good too. Whichever one, search for both of those right. if you want to find them and see what see their style. That's how we opened up the show. It's like the brand <laughs> and style, I very much appreciate. But then you know, the true heart. The message, the thread throughout here, love and happiness, really, truly, truly, um, which aligns with me and my heart and my mission to make the world better one mic at a time. And, you know, we do that with with folks like you who, who have something bigger than themselves that they're trying to accomplish. Uh, so thank you for being on the show. I, I truly uh, appreciate you guys. And, so, honored. and
0: so inspired by you. And thank you so much. Thank you for everything. And you're,
2: you're really spreading the word. And, and I appreciate you and your podcast. Like what you do is an easing. And uh, mm-hmm. we appreciate you as well like we for, for the message. Thank Beautiful. you so
1: much. Thank you, guys. Honor. Talk to you soon. That's it for now, folks. If you'd like to stay in touch with the show, you can contact me directly at Eric at OnAirBrands.com. That's Eric, E-R-I-K, at OnAirBrands.com. And if you aren't already subscribed to the show, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, or any other podcast